0: I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your
1: cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on
0: Nancy Kerrigan.
1: I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish
2: behavior I engaged in. All right, everybody, back into it. This is OOPS, the podcast. We're excited to talk to you today. So much on the plate, as ever, joined by my dear friend, Julio Gallarati. How are you? Here we go. Here we go, baby. And this is it. Here we go. All right, I have a number of protocol questions for you. Oh, wow. Because you're the person that i I'm the protocol guy, I think you have a good sense of how things are supposed to go when it's not explicitly okay, okay, I got you uh put out as to to how rules should be followed that are not written
3: social protocol
2: here's one, okay, I was in Florida for the weekend visiting my nice. my family awesome the beach in front of the house, public beach, yes, okay, people set up fishing rods mm-hmm. and they are unmanned fishing rods. <sighs> You know what I'm talking about? I of course do. They throw some lines in the water, far out there, <laughs> and then they dig a hole. And they've got those little PVC tubes, and they stick they the stick rod in there. And then they go sit in their chairs and drink their beers or play Moncala in the sand. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and then, uh, and then if they see a jerk on the rod, they hop up and start reeling. Okay,
3: I thought you when you said a jerk on the rod, like some guy ran by. I re- then I realized what you meant by that.
2: Yeah, stay with me here, <laughs> like Julio. The, the rod jerking. Stay, stay with me here. Okay. So, here's my question. Am I allowed to swim in the water near where the lines uh, a good are in?
3: Dude, at your own risk, buddy. You don't want to get get hooked on the fucking... I mean,
2: okay, within, within 10 <laughs> yards. In, in such a way where I'm probably scaring away the fish.
3: So I mean, it it just sounds super unpleasant because you need to like have you need to keep an eye on the fucking real,
2: okay? But I, I know where the you line know where is. the line is. I know where okay. the line is. I mean, how, you know, my question is, do I need to move so far down the beach, out of deference to maintaining the stillness of okay, the this water, is this is such that the fish this won't won't be scared off because he's in there, he's there first, or I mean, who's doing the the more ocean upsetting activity? Am I within my rights to swim in the ocean more than he's within his rights to be fishing in the ocean? Yeah.
3: So my and again, my limited knowledge about fishing, it seems like the ocean is the fucking ocean. So like you swimming around isn't going to change the fish's behavior. necessarily. Maybe if they see you right there. Well, to your point, you're not near the line. It's not like you're fishing in a pond or a lake where like the water's still.
2: So, yeah, this is a great point, right? Because it's the ocean. It's, it's a public fu- it's beach. Lots of people wearing goggles, splashing around, right? If it were a rushing river with rapids in Montana and there were fly fishermen and then all of a sudden I came down hooting and hollering down the bank and <laughs> cannonballed into that freezing cold water, Yeah. maybe I'm the asshole there
3: maybe maybe i am but still i mean if it's if it's a kind of babbling brook theoretically you wouldn't be scaring much because the fish are gonna go where they're going anyway right
2: i don't know man i i create a lot of disturbance in the water okay so let's okay i I don't just go in there i fool around let's get i'm fooling
3: you spend a lot of time in
2: there in the water yeah oh sure do you do yeah. What are you doing in there? I like to see things. I I have some good goggles now. Goggles have oh, really improved fun. in my lifetime. That's fun. And so I've got some good ones that are actually tinted. So not only uh do I see well when I'm underwater, but when I come out of the water, I'm not blinded by the sun. Okay. And and the point is that I'm I'm wearing these goggles from the house down. I'm not even That's how much I like the goggles. I okay. I put okay. them on inside.
3: Okay. This is <laughs> I did. I just have. I picture that. I picture you coming down to the beach in your goggles, excited.
2: Yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm I'm almost wearing them as sunglasses. (laughs) I almost am. They are tinted to the point where they are tinted. By the time that I walk onto the beach, everyone knows what I'm about to do. The fishermen know. That I'm going in, lines and hooks be (laughs) damned. So I'm going in the water now. I'm looking for sand dollars. I'm looking for underwater life. You know, I like to just, one one thing I like to do too is I like to experience the temperature of the water sort of at the top near the surface and then go a little bit lower and feel how much cooler it gets. I know, dude.
3: I actually hate that. You do. I like to find. it. I like my warm pocket, and then when the cold comes by, it's just like really frustrating that it's not consistent. Mm. I don't spend as much time in the ocean. But if as it's
2: really warm as it was right. outside, mm-hmm. then then you you almost. I was seeking that cool I see, reprieve. I see, I see on the lower layer. I see. That's it's a bit nice. like a, a bit like a molten chocolate cake. Oh yeah, where the top is Layers. you know cakey, and then all of a sudden, ooh. Totally different consistency. Just below, just below, <laughs> gooey and ready to fucking go. Yeah, so I'm I'm doing all kinds of things. That's one thing I like to do. I like to look for sand dollars. I like to look for conch shells. And sometimes I'll go down and I'll pick up a conch shell and I'll pull it out of the water and ask myself, "Well, is this still living? Is this still alive?" And sometimes you'll see a tiny hole that has been bored into the top, where some larger creature sucked Fished it out. That delicious. Conk hamburger right out of that shell. Dude,
3: yeah, that's dude, I'm amazed at your like exploration capacity. I didn't realize you were this much of like a submarine. I can dude. spend
2: <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> so many hours in the water, you wouldn't believe it. And if I'm properly fun. covered in sunscreen and have let it sink into my skin such that I'm protected uh for for a while, then I really will lose myself in the in the surf. That's fun, dude. And then you kind of um I don't know. Another game I like to play is sometimes I will lie with my face down in the water, you know, on my st- sort of floating. F- yeah, floating and not move for so long that I want the people on shore to worry <laughs> that I have died. <laughs> that something happened and they should have been a little more uh, attentive. Oh, <laughs> I wonder, you know, that's I've never kind. gone to the point where people have started screaming. Nobody's even really. Nobody's ever ever come to check on me, unfortunately. But that I think that's just something that comes with with time. Where if you can, yeah,
3: you need to learn how to hold your breath for longer, extend
2: the capacity of your lungs. Then you'll get to a point where people will say, "Whoa, you know, I've I've read six pages of my book since the last time <laughs> that we saw him take a breath." <laughs> Whatever it may be
3: uh dude that's fucking funny well
2: so i so i i liked it i do so yeah what do you got no no,
3: i want to go back to the fishing question yeah but if you had like
2: i I still feel like i have some other things i can tell you i like keep adding to the
3: i'd like yes underwater keep adding
2: so another thing i like to do um is maybe i'll maybe i'll do a little body surfing but there's not great waves where we were so mm, that doesn't really last very long i get bored of that quickly
3: Body surfing is really sort of a letdown in general, I find. My <laughs> my dad likes doing it and I enjoy watching him like trying to assess where to catch the wave and stuff. It's sort of like, again, that role reversal where I'm like, all right, sport, mm, <laughs> mm-hmm, come on in for dinner. You nice, know? nice. Um, but okay, so body if surfing. If you catch
2: a really good wave body surfing, it's pretty, that feeling is good.
3: But it's like, you have to do it, correct me if I'm wrong, but like i we used to try to do it in Rhode Island, and it never worked because the waves would kind of peak too high, and then you just batter yourself into the floor the it does
2: get very dangerous that's where you can you can break yourself. your spine <laughs> yeah, you need to if you get tossed straight down if it's too shallow you need yeah. to
3: catch like an already broken one that's broken a little far out and then like ride it in, yeah, which is kind of like you need it's nicer to have sort of like tools. Like a
2: boogie board.
3: Boogie board if you can surf or whatever. If you can do like higher elevated sort of like yeah.
2: surf activities. You're right about that. I, I would say that um body surfing is the recorder to the surfing piano.
3: Yes, wow. totally. That's good. I thought you were gonna say flute but also well yeah, that would it's be even good too
2: you could you could keep it in the woodwind <laughs> family and 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 just stick along that line it's a little more linear i like that that's a <laughs> that's a better analogy that you've done and if <laughs> i had had, had know, more time you. i might have gotten there i appreciate it well the point is um i'm spending lots of time in there and i am a, i know that i'm probably disturbing the fish i'm certainly not going to go into the water around the lines and tiptoe or walk on eggshells so to speak
3: so I, i'm just surprised that that's even allowed like is there a lifeguard on this beach no weird so what is this fucking beach is there not like
2: it's a public beach
3: but there's a ton of people like most public beaches right isn't there like a
2: lifeguard usually um yeah this is not
3: then it'll be like no fishing no surfing after so and so time mm, right it's, it's a good
2: I, question I i don't know the answer to that this is, um, I mean, you can you can have dogs not on leashes on this uh, beach.
3: This, what the, dude, this beach, bro, is like.
2: It's a good beach. It's like anarchy. It's very, it's not, there's not a lot of depth to it. Okay. So the distance from the mangroves to the, uh, let's say the dunes to the water level, it, even at low tide, is probably no more than, I don't know, 20 yards. Okay. 30, 30 yards, maybe. Okay. So. If you if you had a young son, a young son, yeah, and he was at the at the top of the beach, and you were the father, you could have a catch with him. He could probably throw got you. It, got it. Got it. A ball
3: to where the water is coming up to.
2: Yep. Got it. Yep.
3: Okay. I, I'm just I'm surprised that that's allowed. Uh, my initial thought is there's sort of this like beach this beach trick that like people try to make private beaches happen. But then there's always a guy who's like, all beaches are public technically, as long as you can access the beach. itself. like, have you heard people say this?
2: Well, what is that? Is that even real? It's interesting. You say this, I've heard the opposite
3: that there are actually private, Chris, is there any way to look this up? I,
2: uh, we, we had an, like we private had a, beach rules. we had a little bit of a snafu where, um, where, where we tried to ask people, this oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna table the the lines in the water, the jurisdiction question for a second because I okay. want to throw this at you okay. in light of what you just said.
3: Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, "If you're thinking about starting a podcast," I'd then turn the microphone to the, all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, "Anchor, anchor!" And then you'd say, "Go to Anchor.fm to download the software."
2: In front of our house, on the beach, mm-hmm. uh, within 20 yards of our house, and a mother with, let's say, an eight-year-old boy, a 11-year-old girl, and a 13-year-old girl. Okay, and they had set up camp for the day. Okay, she's applying sunscreen to the youngest boy. He's spindly, you know, <laughs> What's Not that? What's that? the type of boy who, at that age, has no muscle definition. But you could, su- you suspect that his lack of definition will someday push him to, to working out a lot. Got it. Got it. Yes. (laughs) All bones and, and, and shoulder blades, you know? (laughs) Yes. Wiry, um, jointed, let's say. So, um, (laughs) applying sunscreen and they have a boom box, a full blown stereo type thing. And it's facing, they're at the top of the beach. So very close to, to the, the gate to your situation, to our house. And the boombox is facing our house. But the three of them, or the four of them rather, are on the other side of the boombox. And it, I would think if you're on the beach and you're setting up music for the day, you would point your music down the beach Absolutely. towards the water. Absolutely. Towards you. Yes. But for some reason, they had it facing the other way. Dude, I am not exaggerating or making this up in the slightest. They were playing the deepest, hardest house music (laughs) I have heard since like visiting Eastern Europe, since I went to Serbia five years ago. It was it was no words, it was in like bass, like
0: mm, 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 mm.
2: (laughs) just just you know, really, really intense. So Not what you would assign as a playlist to this group of people, a mother and her young kids. What were they like? They were totally normal. There were no signs that they were like a family that cooks meth together. Right, right. They were not like heavily (laughs) tattooed, no gauge earrings, no, no, I I don't even know, no, no one was, none of the kids were like vaping. I I don't even know.
3: There was no, there were no like signs like, oh, this could be troublesome.
2: They were, the mother was far more likely to hand out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches than press play on this playlist
3: yes got does it. that make yes. sense
2: and a pack like a ziploc bag of grapes that they would share yeah, right, right. that it was it was a wholesome family on paper <laughs> but for this very anomalous music that they were playing <laughs> so i walked past them and i'm like man and it was loud it was really loud and no one on the me- beach was playing music um were there other people on the beach tons oh wow close
3: so this is the same beach that we were talking about earlier.
2: Yeah, dude, and this I,
3: fucking beach is wild.
2: Bro. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get down there. Yeah,
2: and I go into the the, <laughs> I go into the water and I'm just kind of confused. It was just it was confusing. Um, I'm I'm trying. I wish you could have heard the song that was playing.
3: Was it? Like, was it? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> More,
2: more like dark techno nightclub. Okay, less melodic
3: yeah no I, I actually get it like like
2: deep deep house but
3: not like the like deep, sexy summer deep house like the dark cauldron
2: deep house. yeah not airport lounge not smooth transitions that follow some
3: do you ever see movie mortal kombat do you remember the opening scene do you guys remember the, you know no one's gonna understand
2: the new this, one ever. the original one no but There's i know that song sonia blade dun, 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 dun. no no that's that would be way Hose more cop. melodic would be that's playing beverly hills that. cop Okay. You thinking of, dun, 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 yeah, yeah. No, that that would have, if it had been that, <laughs> that would have been closer to suiting this family. The,
3: no, okay. What I'm talking about the opening scene: Sonia is in this nightclub with her partner Jax. She's looking for Kano, and it's this like underground nightlife, yep. like. Music that like you wouldn't even hear anymore, and a scene that no longer exists. Okay, but like the, the the vibe you're describing, Eastern Europe. Do you remember dark?
2: Do you remember the story we once heard that was proven to be a myth about that girl who was traveling with, and she woke up in with a no bathtub kidney. of ice, and they had removed her kidney. Yes, some doctor. So. Imagine that the doctor who theoretically performed that surgery <laughs> listened to music while doing it. This would be the song okay. he was listening to. Okay. Okay. Did you ever see the movie Hostile? Yes, I did. Okay. It's if there movie. were a playlist, great horror movie for that me. movie, that these depraved lunatics would play while going in and severing the Achilles of these poor, right. you know, kids. Uh, that this would be that music. So, okay. <laughs> you get it yes i get it <laughs> um i go past them and i'm like boy that is disruptive and and such a strange choice my mom <laughs> comes out to join me for a swim too and as she's walking by she goes i'm so sorry like w- would you mind just turning that down a little and the woman goes it's a public beach that's so annoying and my mom was like all right you know comes in the water and it's just <laughs> and you're just like what uh, it, What yeah. happened to these people oh, how is this their family ch- scene choice whatever um it's so odd yeah so uh i you know i i then have so many visions for how to solve these people yeah and the first is that somehow like i get a bucket of water and I'm coming back up the beach and I pretend to trip and I just pour water all over their speakers. <laughs> right. <laughs> so oh, I'm so sorry. sorry apologize public profusely. Beach. <laughs> you know,
3: I'm so sorry. Here's yeah. a Best Buy gift certificate.
2: Yeah, whatever. Like find some or, or do something or, you know, I don't even know. But I'm, I'm just going through these scenarios in my head and somehow doing that makes me feel better. my imagination wins this exchange that's that's good do you ever do do you find that those sort of daydreams they don't help help me they don't
3: No, because like because i'm like i should just do these things that i'm thinking of now granted nothing is extreme as like you know destroying these people's speaker but like just essentially like being more confrontational about it and being like well, it's fucking throw down. I don't know. You know, I'm not yeah. going to do So that. your
2: your mind goes to like such an f- extreme that you just know there's no way you could ever do it.
3: Like taking the L in that situation, just bo- it's just bothersome. It's like clearly this person is not, you know, when you're on the beach together, to your point, these people fishing and leaving their fucking rod when everyone's trying to swim. Like these are selfish decisions that like go against sort of the collaborative spirit of what the beach should be you know adhere to your own zone don't go crazy with the music if it's a private or sorry if it's a public beach like play your music but don't be crazy like right. i shouldn't be able to hear it from 50 yards away right at all with the breeze and the every, you know what i mean right right and these are things that we all sort of protocol wise we sort of adhere to them so that we can all enjoy the beach that's true since it is a public beach yeah so don't come with your stupid music and then get ready to fucking fight when someone asks you if you could turn it down yeah bullshit
2: yeah i i I think that's a that's a nice thought that is a nice thought yeah the beach is a sacred place that should be enjoyed by all
3: guys as you all know by now my mom has five cats i say that it's my mom who has them because what ends up happening she goes to the cat store which i guess that's what it's called the cat store Mm. and she can't leave without getting a cat oh really yeah she goes oh that's so cute and she like needs to get it it's like, dude, It's it's. I've never seen anything like it. Bless her heart. So anyway, now there are five cats at the house. Wow. And I will say this. When you have that many cats, it's hard to keep track of all of them and to keep track of their health, which is why Pretty Litters, ultra-absorbent crystals, uh, are the best because there's an indicator built in that tells you if your cat is unwell. Wow. It's a health detector.
2: Unbelievable.
3: Dude, it's very cool. It changes colors to help to uh, detect early signs of potential illness in cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, which are like two things. Uh, with cats. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that the, uh, the ultra absorbent crystals trap order instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. The house doesn't smell like cat litter. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. It's huge. Uh,
2: so, anyway. Julio, meow, can we save money on pretty litter? <laughs> you dog.
3: Um, well, anyway, pretty litter helps keep the cats healthy and it keeps odors down you and your cat are going to love pretty litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com, use code oops for 20% uh, 20% off your first order. Uh. That's prettylitter.com, code oops for 20% off. prettylitter.com, code oops.
2: Well, okay. <laughs> so back to The fishing
3: dude, the fishing thing to me is unacceptable. Fuck those guys. You should be do whatever you want. They're not even there. What are they doing in there? You're not even fishing. Are they like selling the fish? What's the point of fishing if you're not even there? <laughs> What's the fun of fishing? Because they go lay down and then they come get it if they see a jerk. Yeah, they should at least lay next to the pole, and go in an area where there's not a lot. Do of people you mean serving.
2: lie next to the pole? Yeah, sorry, yes. Yeah, <laughs> solid callback.
3: Lie next to the pole. That's very yeah. solid.
2: Well, right. I, I listen. I I'll add. It is very. I think it's an established fishing beach. Okay. The island is Boca Grande in in Florida and uh it's a it's a fishing hotspot. Um isn't like
3: early morning or dusk when people fish usually in that kind of off the off the shore?
2: I think so. Uh but there are people that are out during the day, the day doing this.
3: They dude, whoever's in charge of the beach, the town needs to like separate the fishing where you can fish and where you can't.
2: They have a pier that is farther down the beach a long way and do people do fish off that but those people are fishing for really serious fish. Okay. Bonita. Oh nice. I mean these things fight you for That's a good 30 fish. minutes or something before you get Are you get a fisherman in. at all? No. I really I, I enjoy it. I oh, I okay. do enjoy it. Um but I've had so little success that I can't in, I can't say that I'm a fisherman. Interesting. I can't subscribe to it as a hobby because uh I just get I can't stand how boring it can be when it doesn't go perfectly right
3: in theoretically it's an activity that i think that i would enjoy but i i have never come to really like like, you know you chilling you can hang with one of your boys and like yeah have a good campfire talk and catch fish and it seems like it should be peaceful but it just bores i get
2: bored you know what what we would probably be better suited for is is fly fishing out in sort of like a jackson hole type area in
3: the middle of do, do you have that there oh yeah Big time
2: oh those rivers the salmon river up in um, i've seen
3: people doing it
2: in montana idaho yeah. yeah you um you know you wade out in your waders people go out in the in the winter and you got the full waders on that come up to your it's like a bib yeah comes all the way up and you're up to your chest to your <laughs> navel it's crazy and you're casting so there's there's activity. There's motion. Yeah. You're finding holes. You're reeling. You're attaching different flies. That's cool. You got flies on your hat.
3: I, you, oh, you, you connect it to the... Yeah. Interesting.
2: You just keep your different flies. Oh, they're not biting on the black fly. Let's try the the swimmer magoos.
3: <laughs> it's a big operation, though. It really requires a lot of like energy and like planning mm-hmm. and... I don't know, dude. Something about uniforms to me, like you kind of like lose me at uniforms. Really? A little bit.
2: Ooh, I think, I think activities for which there is a specific attire uh, tend to be enhanced.
3: Attire by- is one thing, but like a specific article that is only used for the specific activity, I tend to kind of bow out in that
2: situation. That's a lot of activities. Like what you are-
3: there's only a couple that I can think of, like skiing being one of them. I've never really skied. But the idea of beginning skiing feels overwhelming because of that and fly fishing and like what else?
2: Are you not going bowling because you have to have bowling shoes on? No, no, no. no.
3: But that's easy. That's an easier situation because you get them at the at the alley. You literally walk in and all you have to do is put on bowling shoes and then you're good.
2: Well, you go skiing. You rent ski boots at the mountain.
3: But What about the whole you don't have to get an outfit too. that can be like a. I think, I think once you've
2: decided that you love skiing, that's when that's you start when you investing it. in an outfit.
3: So all you need is the boots and the skis?
2: Yeah, and some goggles, helmet. Okay, now, you
3: know. Yeah, there's a little, the bit, more a little bit more of a get-up. Yeah, a little bit more of
2: a get-up there. What about go-karting? They put you in one of those onesies with that full visor helmet. They don't do that. Sure do. They do?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but not at the go-karting I'm doing, dude, at the local carnival. I'm uh-huh. just pinning twelve-year-olds against the wall, you little
0: motherfucker.
3: Yeah, 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 wow. yeah.
2: Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um fuck, dude. Well, All right. Well, okay. So, so your thought is those people shouldn't even be fishing on the beach. I'm allowed just, to go swim around yeah, those lines. Yes, hundred percent. Nobody can be mad at me.
3: Hundred percent. Because, mm-hmm. dude, again, like getting too close to the line is just like not in your best interest because something changes all of a sudden you got a magoo in you like you said whatever mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. hooked now yeah your ears pierced against your will
2: yeah yeah okay all right good thought um all right then i won't feel bad about that okay good that's it that's a major protocol issue uh closed i'm glad we got good, your I'm ruling glad. on yeah, that that's
3: what i that's how i feel about
2: that okay i got another protocol question <laughs> great great which might take up the remaining half of the podcast. <laughs> okay. But these things need to be solved. I think these are u- have universal applications. Lots of people out there wonder whether they can swim around active fishing dude, lines. I
3: promise you this. I doubt that there's another comedy podcast that has talked about that. Or about a lot of the things we talk about. Dude, even I was looking at our episode description for the episode that came out today. And just the topic after topic, I was like, dude. No one else is doing this, dude. <laughs>
2: we're out, we're thinking outside the box. I was feeling really good. I was like, no one any ideas. <laughs> All right. Well, here's here here's one I think really does have a a truly universal application. Okay. All right. Let's say you're on a two and a half hour flight, as I was yesterday. Okay. Okay. I have the window seat full flight. Okay. Two seatmates to my right. I'm on the left side obviously. Window seat. Uh, an hour and 15-20 minutes in, mm-hmm. I have to use the bathroom. Okay. I have to pee because I've been drinking a lot of water because I'm afraid of being dehydrated on an airplane. Okay. I gently <laughs> tap the shoulder of the person on my right. I got to got to get up. No problem. She says to the person the guy to her right, he, you know, guy has to get out. The guy in the aisle made such a show of harumphing.
3: Oh God. Of dude. ugh. ugh.
2: ugh. ugh. <laughs> okay. You know, unplugs his headphones, pauses his movie, you know, tucks his things, unbuckles his seatbelt. It, you know, now. It got, it got even worse. Get, get, get this. They all file out, you know, the, the flight attendant who had the drink cart had just passed us or, or was just about to pass us. Mm-hmm. So now in order for me to get to the bathroom, you're about to get pinned, I somehow have to get around the drink cart. Yes. And the, the the flight attendant, the guy, looked at the guy in the aisle and realized that, you know, I had to get to the bathroom and get around. And he was like, oh, just give me one second. No problem. Okay, he gets okay. it, right? The guy in the aisle goes, it wasn't my idea. <laughs> what a dick. As though I was sitting in my seat on the airplane and thought, I have an idea. <laughs> I'll use the bathroom <laughs> at a very inopportune moment for everybody involved. Oh my god, dude! How does that sound for an idea?
3: That's terrible.
2: Is that an idea? It's a bodily impulse. I had no choice. Oh I ha- I was I had been. Un- Let me tell you this: I had been uncomfortable for thirty minutes, and and you know thirty five minutes probably. I I could I would have not been able. Yeah, comfortably. You to suck it up for the remaining hour and 15 minutes. Trust me. I looked at the flight map on the yeah. f- screen to see how much time we had left. I did not initiate the exodus of our row lightly. We totally. Dude. This was a painful ex- bladder didn't needing moment. didn't want to do it. You didn't want to do it. A call to nature. And it's, my question sh- is. What's. What's who's in the wrong there,
3: dude? the guy with one hundred percent of the time hundred percent in this situation, that guy's an asshole, and it sucks. Like flights just bring it out of people, dude. And it's amazing when people decide that they get to like go against the grain and stuff like that. That's how this works. God forbid you have to get up to let this guy go pee. That's how it works, dude, yeah, you want you want complete nonsense. you want to hear
2: some it's so annoying the the most beautiful, ironic brush stroke. Yes, please. Most beautiful, ironic garnish atop this. Absolutely, creme brulee. <laughs> because I went to the bathroom, he went to the bathroom as well. Which is how he sh- like he. It's you know he thought, oh well, after after well. this big you know display of my of re- oh, oh you've really put me out. Oh, well, my, oh, I yeah, might right. as well. Uh, you've reminded me that I too need right. to use the bathroom and.
3: Which is what he should have just sort of realized before huffing and puffing and saying it wasn't my idea. Right. That he then, in fact, the fact that it was not his idea, you helped him by giving him the idea.
2: I made his life better. He had to go. I helped him.
3: You worked toward the greater
2: good. He's welcome.
3: Dude, this kind of behavior, man, it just should not be tolerated. And I wish there was some way that somebody (laughs) could intervene. It's not okay. Dude, I saw this happen. This is great. When I went to Florida... Uh or we were flying to Atlanta and uh this guy Zach Mitchell, who came with us, friend of mine, uh, like helps me w- with booking some of my road stuff, whatever. He comes down, right? He's sitting in the aisle. There's a guy sitting in the middle. At the beginning of the flight, and dude, Zach was tired. He'd only slept a few hours. He's looking forward to getting a couple hours of shut eye on this flight. The guy next to him, I'm like two rows behind watching this whole thing happen. He goes, Uh, hey, can we switch? I'm gonna be going to the bathroom
2: a lot. Mm. Which
3: like pick your fucking seat then, you idiot. Like you know what i mean pick your
2: seat zach had had the zach had the
3: aisle this guy had the middle so of course zach's not gonna switch he goes sorry he's like i'll just get up the guy goes it's gonna be a lot and he goes okay dude uh like sorry like like i'll just get you know so then it's like tense in a two-hour flight the guy proceeds to go to the bathroom six times
2: wow and he
3: kept getting up dude and then he kept coming back to the seat and like putting his his hand or his head in his hands being like it must have been the shrimp. It must have been... <laughs> Saying aloud. Dude, it was crazy. It was so crazy. And every time Zach got up, dude, I could tell that he had just... Dude, it was crazy. It was fucking crazy. I could tell that Zach had just fallen asleep, too, every time he got up. And he would just look at me in this, like, he was like, dude, it was... T- I felt so bad for him, dude.
2: I mean, can I can I say that to me that uh, it sounds like uh let's put it this way if i were a desperate cocaine addict <laughs> right. that's the scene that's oh, the what i make... would would put as my smoke screen
3: oh interesting uh, who
2: with diarrhea guesses hypothesizes out loud <laughs> as to why it's happening
3: Dude, it was the most insane behavior I've ever seen, and I, this is what I was thinking. Because at the end of the flight, he apologized to Zach. He's like, "I'm sorry," which is what he should have led with. Mm. If if I was in the middle and I fucked that up that bad, I'd be like, "Dude, I'm so sick. Like, I feel terrible. I'm, I'm like, obviously, I'm gonna like take care of, care of everything in the bathroom. I'll literally Venmo you hundred dollars right now if you switch with me. Yeah, and then I would just switch for free. I'm, you know what I mean. But, um. Like BS- but how accommodated- far off is what he did from that dude he said can we switch i'm gonna be going to the bathroom a lot
2: you think he, he needed was rude. to say S- i'm sick he was just if, if you add sick sure then it allows it
3: and you have to you have to acknowledge how fucking shitty it is to give up the aisle seat that you've so delicately selected because the other two seats suck yeah.
2: ass i i i it's it is possible um first of all To your point of select your seat, you know, sometimes you just get boned and you're booking your flight late. It happens. Nothing else available. Right. But I actually, I don't hate the move from that guy. And I wasn't there to see the tone.
3: The tone was bad.
2: I don't, I wasn't there to see the tone. Rude. But at the very least, putting it out there. To me is better than step in the right direction. Getting up six times during a flight without even letting the guy, you know, the guy in the aisle know. He gave Zach the chance. He he yeah. he laid it out there.
3: Okay, fine. Fine. But like no politeness involved at all. This guy, where wherever the hell this guy grew up, he did not learn a single manner. Mm and he, well that's a shame he's not well suited for this kind of interaction apparently mm-hmm. i'm sure he meant well i i agree with what you're saying surprising him with getting up six times would have been more brutal mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: um interesting so
3: dude back-to-back weekends of sort of like partying to be honest pano city beach and then this wedding and now i'm back and i'm back on my healthy routine and how'd you know you how that there? starts how'd
2: you do it athletic greens wow love it
3: what a nice way to start it off on a healthy foot and I feel I feel good again.
2: It's it's really an amazing product. We both love it. Uh, it has over 5 star reviews, recommended by professional athletes, in, including ourselves—not professional, but you know, <laughs> athletes nonetheless. Um, tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. It's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG One is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. And your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get as much sunlight.
3: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, which, honestly, I've taken them and put them back into the big container. Mm-hmm. The travel You're packs. Love right a, you in.
2: love to consolidate. Love the
3: consolidation. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash oops. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash oops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. But, you know, dude, this is perfect. This is a perfect segue into a poll that I posted on my Instagram story yesterday They got a ton of... It was very controversial. It ended oh. up being controversial. So here was the question. There's a lot of things involved. I want to hear your thoughts. Sure. Would you prefer to sit in like the sixth or seventh row on the plane in the middle seat or in row 27 but the aisle or the window?
2: Um, I'm, I'm for sure row 27, aisle or window. For sure. 100%. Every position. I don't care about getting off the plane quickly. Okay. I really don't.
3: I so I'm only asking because I don't actually know for myself what the right answer is.
2: What, 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 how is this a question?
3: So, because, dude, to me, getting off the plane is it can be kind of nice because, like, if you didn't check a bag and you're in the eighth row versus the 27th row, you're like literally home significantly faster
2: Mm -hmm. or to your
3: destination significantly faster, which can
2: be nice. You're talking 15, 20 minutes. No, I don't, I don't know if it's that. Well, i guess you know
3: well it depends so so all right if you're like arriving in another country where you have to go through customs makes a big difference
2: absolutely passport control when you've
3: come home assuming you have global entry i guess it doesn't matter as much no
2: no any international flight i think being towards the front of the plane is helpful at the very least gives you the peace of mind that you're not stuck behind people and not for nothing if i am in towards the back of a plane on a big international flight like a, a 747 with you know mm-hmm. four seats in the middle and three on either side i get off the plane and i will legitimately you know that olympic sport of speed walking <laughs> yes i yes. i pass <laughs> so many people on, on because often the gate of your airport airplane is very far from the passport control. Right. All in you those international up, airports. Yeah. You have a long way to go. And yeah. I will perp- – you, you sort of jog almost, and you give the look of I'm late for a connecting flight, but you're going to passport control. Right. And right, you can right, pass. Right. That's good, for actually. Every person you pass, you you feel like you're adding time to your life
3: yeah you're right, you're and right.
2: it's it's you you're physically gaining ground <laughs> it's a nice thing and that's nice and it it makes up for uh, the pain in your lungs of being out of breath from from jogging with bags in your hands and <laughs> things
3: like that it's it's a it's a very excellent point mm. it's It's worth doing to try to get to hustle there
2: now, I do have one last thought on the bathroom situation okay. yes, which is that if you are on a flight that is an hour and a half or less and you're sitting in the uh the window mm-hmm. and you get up to go to the bathroom
3: you're shitty um if you got to go you got to go if you got to go get, you got to go and
2: and things happen and i get that but ha- think of this right you know if you know that you have had a lot of water you or whatever you should try to. You, most people should try to go to the bathroom before a flight. Most people do. Yeah, because people just don't like using the bathroom on the plane. It's annoying. Sucks.
3: And plus, like if, if the plane starts bumping around, now you're in the bathroom, fucking yeah. banging your head it's on the. Gross! Kind of thing. Trying to it wash sucks. your
2: hands in that little sink yeah. and stuff the hand towels in the trash without touching the edges of the trash can, and then. Having it flap back up and hit you in the hands, and thinking you should probably wash your hands again—it's a very unsanitary <laughs> place. Seeing yourself in that mirror, you look haunted and ghoulish. you this sickly pallor—that you know terrible lighting, whatever it is—and then you good. always ask yourself that question, which is: Is there enough room in in here for me to potentially have sex with somebody? How on earth? <laughs> how on earth do people have sex in these tiny, <laughs> tiny bathrooms? It's only one position feasible, and even then, it's not great. Even, okay, so all of that, uh, I think that if you go to the bathroom before a flight and you can't hold it for an hour and a half or less, you're just an under-evolved person. <laughs> you are.
3: So I, like, I, You're listen, a
2: needy person. You're not somebody that's good to bring on road trips.
3: You're not, you're not great, but I don't think you're wrong. Like, I think that the guy who huffed and puffed was wrong. That guy was wrong.
2: I think he was wrong because... You shouldn't the, be doing that. Because I was within my rights given the the length of the flight and how long I waited.
3: Dude, sit in the fucking window, dude. If you're going to have a problem with people getting up, is this your first time on a plane? Hello? Yeah. You, does he do this every time? Like, what a fucking asshole. Dude. But
2: here, But here's another point, right? If I go to the bathroom in the first 20 minutes, like the second we reach cruising altitude, first 20 minutes of the flight or last half hour of the flight... There's a little assholeishness in that too. To you?
3: Yeah, I don't think so. Because I you can't even go right at cru- when cruising altitude begins. The beverage service starts, and sometimes they'll literally be like, "Don't go to the bath until after we've concluded the beverage service." And the final half hour is the initial descent, so you're not supposed to be going
2: anyway. No, I know, but there's r- a small window right, right before okay. that.
3: Okay. in the
2: the uh, at the beginning, beginning or Th- end. Right, okay. The okay. point being. If you're going that early, you should have gone before the flight because you, you probably had to go okay. to the bathroom before Yeah, that. fair. The exception being, of course, if you were rushing for the flight and you didn't have time and you whatever. A lot of variables. If there's only half an hour left, hold it. Yeah, You agreed. made it this long, You're right, you're right,
3: it. you're right. That's all, those are very fair.
2: But dude, t- okay. I was dead center of our flight. Exactly halfway through. I, I don't, through, think, I don't think it matters. Didn't have enough time to make it to the end.
3: To me, it doesn't matter. You gotta pee, you gotta pee. They're bringing a b- bunch of water because it's too short of a flight to give you real stuff. Mm. You just have six fucking cups of water full of pee, dude. You got to go. You got to go.
2: But this, this is, here's another thing I wonder about, right? Do you know, you know, okay, so did you watch that uh, great Hulu series about the opioid crisis?
3: I, you know what? I never did. Oh, it's, heard it's so good. I need to watch it. You
2: should watch it. It's really My good. My parents
3: recommended it as well.
2: So one of the big things, and by the way, you still see this at. Uh, you still see this at doctors' offices. Um it's that pain chart with the smiley faces. Oh yeah. It's been that's been around for like 20 years. And it's like on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is your pain? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I think pain is probably a very relative thing. Right. What you feel at a 4 might be a 7 for another person or you know, you might just have a higher tolerance for pain or you might have experienced such blinding, horrific pain in your life that this isn't as bad. you have, uh, you know what the ceiling is Year and nothing ten, else yeah. compares to that. Right. So, you know, a broken arm to you might be a five compared to that time you got your foot stuck in the, uh, under the car. Right. I don't know what it, in whatever fucking, it is.
3: Right. Underneath the like industrial yeah. chainsaw.
2: Whereas somebody else gets a splinter, but they've lived a somewhat safe life. Right. That splinter might be an eight for them, right? Because right. they've never had, yes, the foot, you know, in the meat grinder. So,
3: is this in your you're comparing this to having to pee? The how badly you have to pee? Exactly.
2: I wonder all the time whether or not the person that is getting up to go to the bathroom, how badly do they really need to go? Because I'm only getting up from that window seat if my needs are painful
3: yeah yeah if my to go. bladder is because it I, sucks
2: i know i'm displacing people
3: that's why i sit in the aisle even though my left knee or right knee will poke out into the aisle so so much that i know that i'm going to be woken up by either getting hit by the cart right or somebody like hit it like i'd rather that than have to be in that situation that you're
2: describing. i used i was an aisle guy for the first 24 or five years of my life and you've switched i'm a aisle, window, window guy window. now because most of the time I am the least likely bathroom user on an airplane. Interesting. I can hold it for longer. I don't want to be displaced. Yeah. Um, but I wonder about that all the time. I look at people who ask to get up and go to the bathroom. And I say, on a scale of 1 to 10. How badly? How badly do you need to go? And if you're feeling this at a 7, and that's my 4, do i really think you deserve to go to the bathroom
3: dude this isn't so this makes this even more compelling to me because of how like little compassion you have for people who need to be <laughs> i think you just you- in a situation where you deserve compassion here's the question that i have the go bringing the golden rule to the forefront of this conversation mm-hmm. if you were that guy would you have been annoyed at
2: you um it's a it's a great question it's a great question and unfortunately I do a lot of profiling when I judge the person who's getting up who's to pee. The move. If it's a tiny young woman, I just say, you know, I saw this coming. Of course you can't <laughs> because make it she's small. And- yeah, they you know, her, but women pee all the time, constantly. There's <laughs> just one pee to the next. You know, they're they're just they're that's what they do and <laughs> And, uh, you know, she probably doesn't have a very big bladder. I get it. I, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. She's probably feeling that those pee pains acutely and needs to go to the bathroom. Yes. And that's just the way it is. Right. <laughs> then on the flip side, let's say that you have a guy like the shrimp victim. Yes. My heart breaks for that man. I know he is in a c- catastrophic situation. What, what could be worse then having to take six shits on an airplane, taking one shit on an airplane, I think he was barfing. I mean, my God.
3: But dude, you can also tell the fucking flight attendants, I am sick. Can you do something? Is there something we can do? They'll help you. Why is Zach now involved? He's just a guy minding his own business, taking a short flight to Atlanta. They was hoping to what get it, a little shit. What shot are
2: those eye. flight attendants going to do? Maybe move you to a better seat? Yeah. At best, what if they can't do that? Put you, put
3: you in the back of the flight attendant's
2: seat. The jump seat? Yeah. I've never known anyone who was cool enough to have that for 21 the jump seat,
3: dude. If you're sick, <laughs> it back
2: there.
3: Um, no, I, but I don't know. I but They can do something. Like, oh, I, w- I wonder this too, dude. When they're like, hey, you're in an exit row. If you're not willing to, like, open it when we fucking crash, let us know. What if you said, hey, I didn't realize. Like, can you move me? What would they do? I'm not. I actually shouldn't be sitting here.
2: <laughs> yeah then they did would they just make you they co-pilot they would somebody they would no they would They'd swap be someone you because everybody wants the It's a good route yeah yeah
3: that's pretty funny
2: did I ever tell you about how when I was growing up I used to be so sullen an ornery in the morning <laughs> that i would assemble all the cereal boxes you have yes at, and create a cereal fort so that no one could look at me
3: fort francis
2: yeah <laughs> i if i had that much angst i know that uh fortunately i could build that fort very well with magic spoon <laughs> but because the cereal is so delicious, I wouldn't even want to.
3: <laughs> you wouldn't need to. I
2: love the Magic Spoon. It keeps me in a good mood when I start my day.
3: And it's healthy. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Whole, only 140 calories per serving, and it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. You can build your very own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, and cookies and cream, Francis's favorite, maple waffle. That's
2: right. Go to magicspoons.com slash oops to grab a custom bundle of cereal be sure to use our promo code oops at checkout to save five dollars off your order and remember get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash oops and use code oops to save five dollars off thank you magic spoon you're helping our lives
3: dude i have a really 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 good plain etiquette one to share right now Please, it's that's what really, we're really, right really good. Okay, there's a little bit of backstory required, but okay, this is very, no problem. very
2: good. We've got time. Mine took quite a long time. No, no, no.
3: So there's two two important things here. So the first one is one of the great hacks on an international flight. I probably brought this up. Bring a pen. You're gonna have to fill out some mm, shit. That's good. Even if you filled it out online, a lot of these places they're like not ready yet to process the online form, and you may have had to print it beforehand. So you need the pen. This actually happened to me. I was in Mexico for a wedding. Uh, the last weekend. So I have a pen. Naturally, that pen is worth a fucking million dollars when you're the only one who pulls it out and all of a sudden everybody's trying to borrow it, right? Right. Which is completely fine. That's fine. Happy to let everybody borrow it. Now a couple of things here come into play. First of all, for some reason on the flights to Mexico, everybody thinks it's like a great idea to just get hammered. <laughs> I don't know why. And to be honest, like it's really I don't understand the thought process. Mm. And I get that like it seems like a good idea. Oh, we're on vacation. Let's get it started. Like, you're going to have to fucking get land, find your transportation, get in the car, go to the hotel. Like, you're going to be hungover by the time you get to the hotel. And also, it's your first day there. Like, take it easy, dude. Right. You know, you don't need to. So, show... I promise this is important. Um, so, the, I'm, I'm sandwiched between these two guys. So, this is also funny. I got upgraded, but to a middle seat.
2: You get first class?
3: No. Comfort plus.
2: Uh-huh.
3: But to a middle seat. Which is like, is that even an upgrade?
2: depends on the leg room in the regular seats okay
3: dude so i'm sitting next to the fucking number two and number three in the rotation for fucking ut austin these big grass-fed you know these guys are throwing 98 mile an hour fastballs they just look like these giant baseball playing bros love
2: that okay and they're okay. perfectly
3: nice uh and but they're drinking a lot they, they each ordered four drinks uh, during the
2: flight. wow that is
3: so i'm in between these guys i'm just a like lot. i'm their bitch dude these are two big boys so pen time comes. They're kind of grabbing, looking, and they see me with the pen. Hey, can I borrow that? Sure. So I let the guy <laughs> to the right of me borrow it, and then-
2: uh, I could just picture them holding the pen in a fist <laughs> and writing like that, like, Dude. like cavemen.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, literally. But no, no, they, they were fine. They seemed like guys who, like, I don't, whatever. They seem like New York. They live in New York now, but, like, they still have their, like- southern Mm -hmm. i threw fastballs all afternoon every day thing Mm -hmm. going on Mm -hmm. so the one guy hands the pen back to me and then the other guy i don't know what he thought but he sort of like motioned to the pen without really asking which i thought was rude but i was like whatever like it doesn't matter so i give the guy the pen
2: he then dude, it follows meaning like it follows that he would want the pen totally
3: totally all good fully all good didn't hold it against him Dude, I look over there 30 seconds later. The guy's looking at the customs form. He has the pen in his fucking mouth.
2: Oh. He put the pen
3: in his mouth, dude. And I'm kind of like, he clearly doesn't realize he's doing this. This is just like a habit. He's used to doing this. Mm -hmm. Am I going to be like, dude, come on. You know what I mean? Do I want to do that to myself (laughs) now? Do I want to be like, dude, come on? Uh And So I am just sit there and I'm like watching this guy putting my pen in his mouth. (laughs) He might as well have been banging me, dude. (laughs) It's the most like he's just alpha dogging me so hard. I'm not doing shit about it. I'm like this. Been
2: banging me. I'm so
3: annoyed. And then he just he like puts the pen down and starts answering emails. And Hill Dog had asked me for the pen also. And she was actually further back in the plane, which I know is a different topic. I had offered her the upgrade by the way. Mm -hmm. She declined. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm like. So then I'm like, Hey, are you almost done? I'm gonna bring it back to my girlfriend. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. And he was like, Perfectly nice. But dude, that is completely unacceptable. Yeah, that's
2: that's no good.
3: But do it was it should I have said something?
2: No. Right? It just is what it is. Uh. Unfortunately, uh, unless you see him doing it and you're like, "Really?" In that moment, you catch him, then he would probably have apologized. By the way, there was a great Curb Your Enthusiasm episode about this. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Pen in the mouth? Y- yeah, so no it way. was the one where the whole Seinfeld cast came back and pretended oh. as if they were doing like a reunion episode. I've of actually Seinfeld. seen this episode. And in the, in the read through, Larry lets George borrow a pen. He asks for it. And Larry looks over and George is like putting it in his ear. <laughs> He's got it in his mouth, you know, and then he goes to give it back to him. And Larry's like, I don't want that. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, this is, this is great. Dude, um, it's
3: like it was such a thing.
2: Did their stature, their broad shoulderedness uh make you less likely did that affect your decision as to whether you would reprimand them the guy
3: a little bit it was also a tag team situation, and like is there something annoying too about being with two guys who are together who are just like now Behaving over you. <laughs> you know, they're talking, they're doing this, they're handing, they're yeah. and. Behaving <laughs> over
2: you. <laughs> dude, it was yeah. like
3: the guy's computer was like almost like it was gonna fall off his thing. Like the whole thing was just like stressing me out. And then, yeah, it didn't help, dude. It didn't help that they were huge. It, like nothing about it helped. They were perfectly, they seemed like perfectly nice guys. Uh-huh. But still, dude, it's like, can you just have a little consideration for others? What uh, what
2: airline was that? Delta. And what's your what do you what status do you have with Delta? Gold. Wow.
3: I know. I'm dude. gonna. Ha- I'll, I'll get platinum this year. <gasps> I know. Dude, that was the other thing I didn't tell you. The guy comes up. He goes. He says, "The guy, thank you for being platinum." And then he says to me, "And he go, I'm not kidding. He goes, thanks for being gold." He laughed because he had just thanked the guy for being platinum, thanked me for being gold, Thank the other guy for being platinum.
2: The flight attendant did?
3: Yes. So now I'm just in this like platinum Eiffel Tower, dude.
2: It's <laughs> just like I
3: I had just been like
2: Well, that's what you that's the difference between platinum and gold. <laughs> you got middle seated. You yeah? got bitched.
3: I got bitched. It was tough, dude.
2: Wow. Did the guy say that with snark in his voice? Yes. Really? Which
3: seems so inappropriate he didn't mean to but he just realized how insane it was to thank someone for being platinum and then thanking me for being gold which is a much lesser status mm. and it didn't feel too
2: gold bad. is still pretty darn good status though i know
3: i'm pretty well i mean without the covid rollover i never would have gotten there but and i also have like a car a delta card still
2: okay i'm considering i mean you know who uh, my, our friend armand
3: dude don't get the don't get the reserve dude
2: Armand has diamond status. Wow, for two years. Wow, because he locked it in with COVID and they extended it a year, and he already had it. Wow, so he's got diamond status for the next two years on Delta. That's sick. He flies New York L.A. like once every other week or whatever, and only uses that Delta Reserve card, and he gets bumped to first class every single routinely.
3: That's crazy. How cool is that? That's the hardest flight to get upgraded on, too, that New York to L.A. flight, because everybody has status on that flight.
2: Sierra just flew home from L.A. and got upgraded to first class. Bless her fucking heart. Full pelican bed.
3: She deserves it. Damn.
2: Full pelican bed. She, you know, caught home and told me that she'd... She's like, I had, I had, I don't know, I made a mistake. I ordered the fillet, and it wasn't very good. Get <laughs> Boo, the fuck out of here! Take a hike, lady. I got I got the choice between, <laughs> you know, crackers and those stupid <laughs> corner chips. Oh, that's JetBlue. I mean, yes, it was JetBlue. I flew JetBlue yeah. Blue back. Yeah,
3: uh, I extended. That's something for another.
2: You stayed longer? Yeah.
3: We talk about it. We actually, we could probably get into that. Ah. Uh- we can save that for Let's the next
2: episode. It. Let's hold it.
3: One last thing,
2: like I almost did.
3: <laughs> one last thing, one last thing, and then dude, we but can do. <laughs> we can do an email. We can do an email too. Uh,
2: okay, if yeah. you if you can yeah, hold yeah, it, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. can yeah. hold it a little please. longer, please, please. Um, okay,
3: two things. First of all, dude, I think it's really fucked up that when I arrive to Mexico, I get off the plane. I haven't drank a single bit of alcohol on the plane. I get off the flight, and they say, "Enjoy your vacation." That annoys me. Why am I on vacation? What if I'm not on vacation? What does every person go to Mexico only for vacation? Where
2: were you flying into? Cancun. Yeah, come on.
3: Well, dude, like there's other thing. It's automatically vacation. Yeah, hundred percent. If
2: you were going to Mexico City, they wouldn't say that. You don't think so? Correct. Okay. Cancun is vacationy. It's it's To me, it's the same as you fly into Vegas and someone says, "Good luck." Okay. Okay. It's just the parlance of that place. Fine. Fair. My thought.
3: Fair. Done. You're right. I I stand out on that. Dude, as you might have expected, I obviously did not check a bag when I went down to Mexico. And one way to do that successfully is to bring a pair of burdock shorts.
2: Yeah. That's like the best way to make your life as easy as possible.
3: It's dude. It's it's the only you could actually bring one pair of bird dog shorts. Granted, obviously for a wedding you need to wear a suit at some point, most likely. But if you didn't, you could literally wear the bird dog shorts only one pair and be fine. Wow. It Can be a bathing suit. It can be your shorts. You can play sports in it. You can go to dinner in them. They're amazing.
2: They really are. I never take them off. I never wash them. They're pretty foul. <laughs> uh, you can go to birddogs.com and use promo code banana right now, mm-hmm. and you'll get a whistling football. With your first purchase. I'm not going to do the sound because you know what, Julio? Sometimes you have to save your t- best tricks.
3: <laughs> That's true. And also, listen, the Whistling Football is another great
2: addition to a beach, a beach day.
3: That's right. You bring that thing, you're just bombing 200-yard passes down the beach. Boom. You know, from Playa del Carmen to Tulum, you can launch that frigging thing.
2: Birddogs.com, promo code BANANA. Get them.
3: Um, let's do a little email email ski
2: boy the wow. we have been sharp today that was the, solid today's been sharp it's been sharp been today. Sharp.
3: it's good <laughs> welcome back the boys are back from this from down south very amphibious good. episode <laughs> very much so yeah um okay this is a good one this is quick and there might be there might be an answer to this or there might not be um so here we go Sup boys got in a little debate with a lady friend today and we cannot settle it here's the question did humans invent or discover math? My argument was math was invented because we assign meaning to the words we associate with math. Her argument is that we discovered math because math would still exist regardless if we know what it is or not.
2: Holy moly! <laughs> what a meta question! That's pretty good. It's wow. a pretty good one. That is, uh, that's the sort of question where I wonder. I mean, I'm, I, I feel like there, there have been, been other people that have tackled this. Can
3: we get a quick Google on this as we discuss? I feel
2: like this is probably a question that has caused lots of debate. What's your thought?
3: To me, her argument feels right. Right? Like math, would math just exist? I, dude, I don't know actually. I don't know. They're both good, both sides of the argument are good.
2: All right. So let's think on the most basic terms, right? Cavemen, you know, uh why did they need math? Well it's because I guess they're talking about how many antelope they killed that day, and mm-hmm. they do they know that they need another one? Well, how many do we have we We killed three, we typically eat four right there's your math,
3: right, so even if they were going then and gesturing,
2: yes, and then drawing
3: some... on the Altamira caves with you know papaya nectar. It's still a form of math,
2: right? I I I think so.
3: Regardless of terminology,
2: I think that's uh, measurement. I think that's math on for me on its most basic terms. So or, s- or does like,
3: society have to exist for math to be relevant?
2: Yeah, they're moving from one cave to the next, and they do a head count. Do we have everyone? Right, our tribe, everyone good. We're going. Oh shoot, Dave's missing. That's math. They count. We have they, one fewer count. Person the amount of people. I, I I don't know.
3: So like, and even like say the motion of the earth, whatever, I guess it doesn't matter. Math is math, a form of measurement of things that therefore exist. Chris, is there something to answer here?
1: Every article I click on, there's a different
2: answer. So it doesn't wow. seem, that, but, like, this is a like great a definitive... debate, but there is, but there is a lot on this, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. You want me to read some of it or?
2: I don't, you yeah, know, I mean, sure. If you see something that's succinct and, and seems very, compelling
1: um it's gonna take me some time to find okay
2: i don't don't know i think my answer is um in a in a way i want to say discovered and i think part of the reason for that is that because i know that as far along as we are with math today new math is being discovered right right new things new proofs are being used new you know, there's math researchers. There's math labs.
3: You probably know people who are like that inventing guy, math.
2: My, my guy, my roommate who was on The Bachelor. Oh my god, worked I in a math. That guy's research like a, lab, like
3: a Goodwill Hunting situation, where they're making breakthroughs. Yeah,
2: exactly. They're right. finding new way. It's like it's, in, it's almost like biology. They're just finding new ways to to move forward in math theory. I mean, who knows what's being accomplished at that stage? but you know it it lends itself to computer programming and engineering and so many other ways of making the world more efficient, more seamless. So, I don't know. I'm a big math fan by the way. And to this day I resent my sophomore and junior year math teacher for being so shitty.
3: Being like being bad at teaching it it or being stunted a my
2: mathematic progress. Mm. I'm and and made read. me think I'm not a math person. I'm an English and and history uh, like writing type person. But that was that was simply a product of having a one horrible teacher yeah. for two years yeah. in a row. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah,
3: that'll do it. Damn, dude. Um,
2: what do could... you think? You think I, discovered or I, to your
3: point? Yeah, like invented. It's it's all there, right? It's there. Dis- we're discovering ways to measure things. That exist because the things it's a fact, right, mm-hmm. but the fact still needs to be discovered it's almost like mining mining the blockchain,
2: yeah right it's like there i don't i don't know i mean and 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 you wonder, Your okay, does sense. the world need math, and then I look at that what is it avogadro's number i don't even know what that is it's that I think that's right, could you look that up, Chris, where it's that number that just it's a ratio that constantly shows up in nature oh it's crazy, I think it's I think it's Avogadro's number but it might not be. That might be a different thing.
1: Um Avogadro constant is the proportion Oh my god. <laughs> proportionality factor that relates to the number of constituent particles in a sample with the amount of substance. This in is not it. Okay. This
2: isn't it. This is this isn't it. That's a that's a term. Avogadro's number is a number is the oh, constant wow. from from uh, uh chemistry. So I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. I, I Euclidean is it no, it's not Euclid. There's some there's some fucking ratio that like shows up in nature all the time in like flower petals. The distance up. between them is oh. this number. to so like 5 decimal points.
3: What what nature what, describe that one more time? I'll Google that. I'll
2: Na- ra- ratio in nature number. Look that up.
3: Uh, nature um it's it's
2: Fibonacci, Fibonacci, I think it's Fibonacci. Is it Fibonacci? The Fibonacci sequence? Uh F-I-B-O-B-B-O-N-N-A-C-C-I or something. Uh
1: yes. the Fib- Fibonacci sequence yes. can also
2: be seen in a way
1: that tree branches form or split. The divine Ooh. proportion. Yeah, the yeah. divine proportion. That's crazy. Wow. This is it. That's, dude. It's the Fibonacci wow. sequence. <laughs> well done, dude. Sorry,
2: everybody. I didn't mean to mislead you. You probably there I this is where I'm sure there were people at home Banging on their steering wheel, being like, "It's the, it's Fibonacci, the Fibonacci sequence." <laughs> yeah, that number. So that having a number like that makes me think that math was meant for humans to discover, to discover. and that we cannot lay claim to it.
3: I'm good on that. I'm good with that too. That yeah. feels good to me.
1: I have I found a little thing that like does both sides. If you want me to read it, you sure? Sure. Um, first, there is the Platonic theory. Greek philosopher Plato argued that math is a discoverable system. That underlines the structure of the universe in other words the universe is made of math and the more we understand this vast interplay of numbers the more we can understand nature itself to put it more bluntly mathematics exists independent of humans that it was here before we evolved and will continue on long after we're extinct got it the opposing argument therefore is that math is a man-made tool and ex- an abstraction of free time and space that merely corresponds with the universe just consider uh, epileptical planetary orbits. While such an epileptical tra- trajectory provides astronomers with a close approximation of the planet's movements, it is not a perfect one. Hmm. Jesus, cool.
3: <laughs> Chris did not anticipate having to do extremely
1: big words. I was, yeah. I feel like I was in class again. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like-, like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: Well, so much to think about. We, I mean, there, what what a, what a thought-provoking good episode that was. That's good stuff. Uh, lots to contemplate. Pose those questions to your significant other over a beer uh, <laughs> and, and see how far you get. Whether or not you can swim among already preset fishing lines. Whether if you're sitting in the aisle seat on a two-hour flight, two-and-a-half-hour flight, you should get up to use the bathroom. And, of course, whether math is either discovered or invented by humans
3: very good stuff yeah
2: lots of fun three three-headed monster there um we are oops the podcast as always i think there are some tickets left for our boston live show we are at city winery on march 24th we're very excited for that
3: so and we have we have to, to clarify there there are some i think available to the late show the earlier just one the late showed, show sold out
2: we sold the first show out so we hope to see you guys at that one mm-hmm. um in addition I'm at New York City Gotham Comedy Club, April 8th and 9th, and I have a whole bunch of dates coming up. I'm actually coming back to Boston to do my stand-up show at Laugh Boston. That's in May as well. Uh, Go to com to get your tickets and check out that because we hope to see you. G, anything fun coming up? Yeah, I got
3: some stuff too. My uh, Iraq video is going to be done pretty soon, and I think it's going to be awesome. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm going to be in Seattle this summer in July uh, more details come there. I, th- I think I'm doing a headlining show in New York City as well, locking that date in. I have cool stuff coming up. It's going to be good. And uh, I'm going to be on the road with Ricky and Whitney. Where can we well. where can we find
2: out? My what website
3: you're be. as well, nothulio.com. Nice. Thank you. Which, thank you listeners for recommending that I buy that domain. Nice. It was brought to my attention that it had not been bought yet and it solved the problem.
2: Good. Um, So that's it. See you guys Thanks, soon. Thanks, guys. See you soon.